I was really trying to numb out. And I went to the one thing that I knew for sure actually worked, and that was alcohol. It became a friend of mine so that I didn't have to feel lonely or rejected anymore. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. And today we're going to be talking about narcissistic abuse and codependency, and how the two tend to go along together in very toxic, unhealthy relationships. Have you ever discovered that you're living a life where maybe you're always trying to please others in a relationship and end up getting walked all over? and you continue to endure that behavior and then even enable it? If so, you could be a codependent person. And today on our show, we will have Jenny Priz, who is one of the hosts of Bloom Today. And she grew up as a codependent and she tended to find herself in these toxic relationships with narcissists. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, Jenny, it's a pleasure having you. So I understand through your past struggles, that you're more of an expert in toxic relationships than before. So I understand you grew up with a good upbringing, but you struggle with a deep-seated need to please other people. Tell us more about that. Sure. I definitely wanted to manage people's perceptions of me growing up. That was a way for me to feel like I was safe. If everyone liked me, then I wouldn't have to worry about anyone being angry with me. Hmm. And that really focused me from an early age. And then it became a habit. And it was so ingrained. It was subconscious. I had no idea I was doing it. But I was putting other people's emotions ahead of my own. Hmm. And I wasn't really considering what what I wanted or needed. So my emotions became stuffed and that sort of moved into passive aggressiveness, which then would become a moment of explosive anger. And then I would really shame myself into trying to become submissive and push down all of my feelings again. And that cycle really continued for many years. Wow. I know passive aggressiveness is a behavior of demonstrating negative feelings, resentment, or aggression in a more passive manner or discreet manner. Now, how did you express passive-aggressive comments? Well, it might look like a comment that was sarcastic. It might look like a slamming of a door or the silent treatment, something that looks like it's off. You can kind of tell I'm angry, but I'm not going to actually address it face-to-face with you. Mm, So it sounds to me that you were putting up with negative behavior and that your response was negative, but you didn't know how to communicate that directly to the other person probably putting strain on the relationships, right? Yes, it definitely brought more division than unification. When you're not on the same page with someone, you can't express what you need or how you feel. It's really impossible for them to read your mind. Hmm. I understand that you often found yourself in abusive relationships because of tolerating these types of things as a codependent. And you coped with some of that abuse by drinking. When did that become a bigger problem for you? I think it was... Further on down the line after college, after I was coming out of an abusive relationship, 
I had been dating someone who was a heavy drinker. Because of the codependency, they made me feel safe and secure, but it was not a healthy relationship. And that safety and security was really more of manipulation of me. There was sort of a love bombing that goes on where I was made to feel as if I was on this pedestal and everything was wonderful. I was given gifts and praise. And I thought this must be love. This is what love is supposed to feel like. (laughs) And then I would be slowly brought down and shamed. And I would constantly be trying to get back to that high place. And when that relationship didn't work out after a lot of gaslighting, I was very confused and unsure of where I actually stood in relationships or if my feelings were even still my feelings. I was very confused. And because of that, I was really trying to numb out. And I went to the one thing that I knew for sure actually worked, and that was alcohol. Mm -hmm. It became a friend of mine so that I didn't have to feel lonely or rejected anymore. Mm. And this person you were with was a narcissist. So he kind of preyed upon your weaknesses. And I understand that you endured through some narcissistic abuse. Could you describe that relationship? Narcissists will usually focus on themselves and make sure that the people around them are subservient in some way or being controlled by them. They'll draw you in and they will continue that love bombing, as I said, until they will push you down and sort of shame you. So it's a back and forth relationship. You're never really entirely sure where you stand. Some of them are more subtle about it, shall we say. They may tell you, oh, no, you never did that or you never said that. But that's not what I meant. You heard me wrong. That's the kind of gaslighting that I was experiencing. It was just easier to let this person take control and tell me what I was thinking after a while instead of fighting and arguing because what I really wanted was that love high again. Oh, I hate gaslighting. And that's where someone does something or says something and then totally denies it, making you feel like what? So how did you experience gaslighting in your relationship and what did that mean to you? Well, gaslighting is a technique that someone will use to make you feel crazy, I guess, where they are saying, no, I never said that when you actually did say that or no, I didn't mean that when I said that. And they will repeat the past to you in a way where you are confused about what actually happened. Mm, Wow. That is definitely a tactic for control to make you second guess yourself. You can never stand up to the abuse. So I understand you first went through something called love bombing, where they try to get you quickly into the relationship hard and fast by saying whatever they can to communicate, you know, what looks like love. Did you experience that? And what did you learn? Yes. For narcissists, it is less about actual love and more about the use that they have for you. As arm candy, I may make them look better or I might be able to take care of their household. Whatever they need you for is what they're actually considering love. Mm, I understand that you learned that you're going through narcissistic abuse as a codependent through a book you were reading. And that person also talked about God and that part changed your life. Tell us what happened. Well, at that point, I was searching for something, some kind of healing, some kind of peace, because all of this relationship turmoil was going on. And I did have a Christian background, 
So I knew about God and I knew that he was supposed to love us. So when this book asked me to open myself up to God to listen, I found in that moment, God met me exactly there. I did open my heart to him. And in my mind and in my heart, I could sort of hear these whispers from him saying, I am here. I have never left you. I'm so glad that you're wanting to reconnect with me. I've never left you and I love you. And that was just reassurance for me because at that point I thought, oh, I've done everything wrong as far as the Christian view is concerned. I've been drinking. I'm living with this man that we're not married. So obviously I'm not doing it the pure way, but God was still telling me I'm here and I love you. And that was so comforting to me. I wanted more of that. Mm, That is so good. I understand that Jesus healed you from all that narcissistic abuse you endured. And also, he taught you how you were a codependent and how to change that. Now, what would you say to a person going through the same thing that you were going through before? I would say that your story isn't over. Even when you're in a place where you feel hopeless, if you woke up this morning, God definitely has a plan for your life. He has a plan for you to move forward, and He has a heart for healing, and that healing journey doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes effort to be in a relationship with Him and follow Him, listen to Him. His heart is for restoring you and redeeming you and using all of your hurts to actually be a help in someone else's life after you've experienced the healing. I have been in that place of hopelessness, and that's my number one thing. I just don't want anyone to feel like this is the end of their story. There is more. That's awesome, Jenny. There's more. Don't give up. Jenny, your story is so encouraging because I understand you got so much healing and you're able to stop drinking alcohol as a coping mechanism. And being in a codependent relationship with a narcissist, it can be so damaging to the codependent. And I am so glad that Jesus brought healing to your heart. Thanks so much for sharing your path to healing. Thank you for having me. Hold on there. I have some more insight on this right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to awakeningthenations.com. That's awakeningthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's interesting how Jenny often played the role as an enabler of allowing unhealthy relationship patterns to develop in her life. You know, in life, opposites can attract. And in Jenny's case, codependents can attract narcissists. Now, codependents get their life from giving and overgiving, and the narcissists get their supply 
from taking and taking and never giving back. Why do some people become codependents? Why is it people-pleasing nature exists in people who are codependents? More importantly, how does one overcome it? It is written in ancient writings that we can overcome it when our heart to please others gets redirected to God. In Galatians 1.10, Apostle Paul says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. You see, according to this ancient scripture, we cannot please men and please God at the same time. When we get this, we can understand, hey, I need to please God. I need to live my life to please God. And that is much easier to please because of what Christ has done at the cross. It brings peace into our lives. Where are you at with this? Do you find yourself in the position of needing to always please others? You don't have to do that anymore. I want to pray for you if that's you. Father God, I am just lifting up the person who is always feeling like they need to please others and that others often take advantage of them. Lord Jesus, we surrender this needing to please people and instead, Lord, we live our lives to please you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.